I establish to you that the shepherd leads by sight, by hearing, and in our heart. And I'm going to do the last part of it today. But let me read the scripture to you just to refresh your mind. It says, I don't want Isaiah's forecast repeated all over again. Every generation it happens. Your ears are open, but you don't hear a thing. Your eyes are awake, but still you don't hear a thing. How can Jehovah Rohi lead a blind sheep? Take us to um, last Sunday. And last Sunday, I brought you the subject, shepherds can lead blind sheep. It is impossible. And so concerning the man that was blind, that was brought to Jesus, the Bible says Jesus laid hands on his eyes again. The man looked hard and realized he had recovered perfect sight. May that be our experience now in Jesus name. And then he saw everything, not everything the enemy wanted him to see, which is a problem. A lot of people don't know is the problem. He saw everything he ought to see and how he ought to see them. And he saw everything he needed to see in bright 2020 focus. I came to you, I believe on Wednesday, and I was, I was taking this message a little forward. And I said, at the Garden of Eden, Eve had eyes, but she didn't have 2020 focus. And so the enemy allowed her to see the fruit, the forbidden fruit, as good for food. He had allowed her to see it as pleasant to the eyes, but he did not allow her to see it as the termination of destiny. And I said, when the Jehovah Roy is going to lead you, your eyes cannot just be open. Your eyes must see everything clearly. Just everything you need to see and how you ought to see it so that what looked good may not be the termination of our destiny. Are you with me? So take us to Wednesday. And last Wednesday, I brought you the subject, shepherds can't lead deaf sheep. And the scripture up there says, bring all who claim, who claim me as their God. For I have made them for my glory. We were not made for destruction or shame. That would not be our portion in Jesus' name. It was I who created them. Bring out the people who have eyes but are blind. Bring out the people who have ears but are deaf. And I, I, and I established to you that when sometimes Jehovah Rohi, as a shepherd, wants to lead, it may be in darkness. And so you can't see him, so you have to hear him. And sometimes it's not even darkness. He's up, the shepherd is up on a tree looking at the horizon to see whether there's danger, whether there's a sandstorm, sandstorm, whether there's some predators coming. And so he's perching up there so the sheep can't see him and he whistles or makes sounds. And so the sheep that cannot hear or cannot hear clearly will become the victim of the predator because at the time the, the, the shepherd is saying crouch, the sheep is standing. And so he's picked out easily. And I prayed for everyone. And on Wednesday... I had the good fortune of being able to anoint everybody's eyes and ears so that in the year of 2020, you will not be wandering around the place in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can I tell you this morning when I woke up, the Lord said to me, tell them that you, if you are not led this year, you'll be wandering. Not as in W-O-N-D-E-R. Wandering as in W-A-N-D-E-R. What it means like this year, if you are not led, 
you'll be roaming around aimlessly thinking you know what you're doing. May this year not end and you found that I didn't know what I was doing. Because in the year 2020 is the year of resolution. The equation becomes balanced. All the areas of our lives that are dysfunctional are supposed to be sorted. It's a leap year. It's a year you need to leap forward. You need to leap forward. Things ought to change for better. And so Jehovah Lord, he says that for that to happen, I have to lead you. I have to guide you. How many of us were around on Wednesday? It was powerful. We prayed. And I was able to anoint the eyes and the ears. Can I tell you? On Wednesday, I was talking about the blindness strategy. It was a blindness strategy that Satan used against Eve. Eve was not born of a woman. Eve was made by God. And was put in the garden of God. Nobody is that blessed again. And even the person with all that blessing, just because the blindness strategy worked against her, destiny was aborted. We can't afford to fall victim of the blindness strategy. On Wednesday, I was talking to them. I said, there was a man called Esau. The Jewish law is the first son has everything. That's the Jewish law. The first son gets everything. And he was the one that was born first. Even though Jacob struggled with him to be born first. Because Jacob knew in the womb, if I can get out ahead of him, I will get everything. Yet, God allowed Esau to come forth. And when he came forth, the whole blessing was his. And along comes Satan and played the blindness strategy on him. He allowed him to see that he was hungry. He allowed him to see that was some nice beans or whatever, pottage cooking. He allowed him to see that he could negotiate. He allowed him to see that he could negotiate with his birthright. But he played the blindness strategy. He didn't allow him to see the value of the birthright. And the rest is history. Again, I'm giving you a blessed person who became a cursed person because they couldn't see very well. I wonder what you can see. The Bible says a man could see everything clearly. 2020 focus. This year, none of us will fall prey of the blindness strategy in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I established to you also that the blindness strategy is such a strategy that God uses it as well. In the days of Elisha the prophet, Bible says he woke up one morning and they were surrounded by the Syrian army. Hundreds of thousands of them all over the place. And he someone panicked. I said, don't panic. He says, Father, open his eyes so he can see. And so the, the little man, the young man could see the, 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 the mountains filled with horses and chariots of fire. Yeah, that's good. The man was blind. He says, open his eyes so that he can see. But that's not even the, the, the strategy there. <laughs> the strategy is that after the boy could see, the young man could see. The Bible says the, the, the army came down from the mountain and they met Elisha. A lot of people don't know that part. The story didn't end there. The chariots of fire didn't fight. The army of the Syrians came down to meet the, ma the man of God. Can I tell you something? This year you better be led by Jehovah Rohi. Because what, what anybody would imagine is the chariots of fire would have fought the battle on the mountain and the battle would never come to Elisha. The battle came down to him. And now, the question is what happened to the chariots of fire and the horses of fire? I don't know. But the battle came to the man. Can I tell you this year, some battles may come down to you. 
It doesn't mean it will be defeated afar off. But you need to be able to hear. Because Elisha heard Jehovah Roy say, it is time to operate the blindness strategy. Then he lifted up his voice and said, Father, make them blind. Chariots and horses of fire or not, just make them blind. The, the blindness strategy turned the situation around in his favor. And when they were blinded, he led them to the, 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 the middle of Samaria where the Jewish army was there. And then said, open their eyes, fools. And the battle was won. Can I tell you something this year? It's not enough for you to see some things are far off. In the midst of the battle, if the battle comes to you, you better have ears that hear. Because the question anybody should be asking is, who told Elisha the strategy to employ? Who told him what to do? In the day of make or break, may we not be stranded in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I told you in the New Testament that even, the, even in the New Testament, the blindness strategy was operated against Elimas the sorcerer. Elimas had truncated the, the, the ministry of Paul with the proconsul. He had subverted everything. Nothing was working. And so Paul realized that there's only one thing I need to stop this guy. And he remembered, he must have heard in his spirit, the blindness strategy. He says, you'll be blind for a season. And for that reason alone, that ministry of saving the proconsul was achieved. My prayer, my prayer this year is, we have come this far. If any devil shows up just before our victory, we will hear with our ears. The strategy, our leader, our, our shepherd is going to give us that the battle will not be lost. We will make it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I speak to you again, or I spoke to you on Wednesday, but shepherds cannot lead deaf sheep. Having ears, Bible says they don't hear. But that I'm done with that. I want to end um, today. I told you three things that you need to do. You need to have ears, good ears, that hear on the spirit level. Your spiritual ears must be alive. Your spiritual eyes must see. But the worst one is the heart. If your heart is hard, it doesn't matter what you see. It doesn't matter what you hear. The heart is so strong, it can truncate everything. And the Bible says the heart of a man is desperately wicked. And there's the blindness of the heart as well. So that even when you hear, the blindness of the heart is called the stubbornness of the heart. Whatever you hear, you will not do because you have made up your mind. There are mindsets. There's something called the stony heart. That does not respond to God. So it doesn't matter what the, the shepherd is showing you. It doesn't matter the command is giving you. Some sheep will be so stony hearted they will not respond. As a matter of fact, it, talking about the end time in uh, Matthew 25, it, it calls them goats. It says he will separate the sheep from the goats. What, the word goat is not that they are not sheep. But they are sheep that will not listen or respond. So they are called goats. When time gives way to eternity, may we who started as sheep not end up being goats in Jesus' name. Now, let me move forward this morning. Can I share something with you? You need to hear what I'm saying so that the anointing works. As I was preparing yesterday evening, 
The Lord reminded me I'm a Yoruba man. I said, yes, I'm a Yoruba man. He said, do you remember what is called Weju? Toba Weju. Who knows what I'm talking about? Toba Weju means the, in, the, in the negative world, in the, in the land of darkness, you know that Satan does not invent anything. He steals everything and perverts it. So to Weju is to go to an occultist person. They will put something powder or water or oil and rub your eyes and from that point you will see spiritual things other people can't see it, it happens i had forgotten that word it was my grandmother that taught me one in your country because the person sees what other people can't see he said satan is a liar he said i am the originator of wedju he said the anointing of the eyes my wedju friend you see what bible says he will lead you to hidden riches of darkness. Meaning something that you should not see. Something everybody can see. So that where your blessing is, where they are hiding your breakthrough, you will see it, you will locate it, you will activate it, your deliverance will be complete, your breakthrough will come this year, you will, you, you will live forward in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I said, where do you I mean, I don't even, that kind of words, those words don't come to me. My Yoruba is not so deep, deep, deep. But God took me down to like 40, 45 years ago and said, you remember your grandmother said, would you? I said, yeah, it sounds like rubbing your eyes. I said, that's it. If you carry ordinary eye, eh, the blindness strategy will work against you. But any attempt by the enemy to operate any blindness strategy against us has failed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that even in darkness, the darkness will be like light to us. So shall it be in Jesus' mighty name. Hmm. Let me move forward for today because of time. I want you to stand to your feet. Today is the last day. So you better get whatever God wants you to get. I'm talking about the heart now. The heart is so powerful that whatever God does for the eyes and the ears can be truncated by the heart. And God wants to heal our heart this morning. Bring up my slide for this morning, please. This morning, I want to speak to you on the subject, once the heart is bad, nothing else matters once the heart is bad nothing else matters nothing else will work isaiah 6 and verse 10 is up there on the screen i want you to read with me the new living translation one two three go hiding the hearts of these people that way they will not see with their eyes nor hear with their ears nor understand with their hearts. Do you know who spoke this word? Jehovah spoke this word to Isaiah. He said, I want to deal with some people. He said, harden, speak to them to harden their hearts. Because at that point in time, they will run foul of everything, then I will deal with them. Let me tell you, everything in life responds to strategy. This is a strategy, harden the hearts of these people. It says that way talks about the conclusion of the matter. If I can harden your heart, I don't need to come to your house anymore. 
The end is imminent. He says, that way they will not see. Somebody said, that will not be my portion in Jesus' name. That way they will not hear. He says, that way they will not understand with their hearts. Meaning, no matter what draw he wanted to do for them, they will not profit from it. That will not be our portion. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, this morning, as we come to the last of the Rohi anointing services, you have healed our eyes we can see. You have healed our ears we can hear. But most importantly, Lord, heal our hearts. That everything else that you have done may be profitable unto us. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. You may be seated. Once the heart is bad, I want you to look at the heart on the screen. Is it a normal heart? Talk to me, talk to me. Is it a normal heart? What is it covered in? What does the armor represent to you? Hardness. The reasons why our heart is hard. The justification. And look at the armor. The armor is beginning to rust. <laughs> Once the heart is bad, nothing else matters. I want Multimedia to switch the Bible for me and give me the contemporary English version of the same Isaiah 6 and verse 10. All this is loading up to an anointing. Isaiah 6 verse 10, the contemporary English version, gives us another angle to uh, the word hard. Read with me. It says, make these people stubborn. Hmm. Make them stop up their ears and cover their eyes and fail to understand. The worst part is the last part. Don't let them turn to me and be healed. Make them stubborn. Stubborn people don't turn. The word stubborn is, I'm going in this direction and that is what I am going to do. Hello there. I said hello there. If you're not answering me, it's because you are one of them. I said hello there. Stubborn means I have made up my mind. When Jehovah Rohi shows up, your mind does not matter. What matters is what he's showing you and what he's saying to you. Don't say this is how I've been doing it. Because there is a way that seemeth right unto a man up unto this point, but the end is a disaster. In the year 2020, may this year not go. Before there will be another year like this, it's going to be 2121. And no matter how much you pray, you will not be alive at that time. 2020 is an equation of balance. Lift up your hands and may the Lord balance my life, balance my family, balance my, balance my marriage, balance my children. May the Lord balance my life. Make these people stubborn. So that they will stop their ears, they will cover their eyes, and they will fail to understand. He said, don't let them turn to me and be healed. Today, God is saying, turn to me so that I heal your heart. How many can hear that instruction today? Glory to God. Today there will be healing. All the armor 
we have allowed the Satan to put around our heart will be removed. The stoniness will be removed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to show you something else again. In Acts 18 verse 21, Acts 18 verse 21, tell your neighbor, I'm not going to be stubborn anymore. I realize that it's a terminal illness. It destroys people's lives. No, 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 no. That's not me again. Now, Acts 21, give me the New Living Translation. The New Living Translation. Acts 8. You put 18. Acts 8. 21. 21. Listen to this. You have no part in this for your heart is not right with God. Somebody wanted something God can do. And the disqualification was this. You have no part in this for your heart is not right before God. Can I tell you something? What I am saying to you is nothing else matters if your heart is bad. You know what happens? God disqualifies people by the reason of their heart. For good things. When Samuel went into the house of Jesse to pick a new king, the disqualification mark is their heart is not right, Eliab. You look like the most, the best candidate, but your heart is not right, disqualified. This year, when good things are coming, may our heart not disqualify us. You have no part in this good thing, for your heart is not right with God. Today is a day of healing. To the day is a day when we're healed, we become qualified. May none of us be disqualified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, let me show you how this works. First Samuel 6 verse 7. First Samuel 6 by 7 verse 7. First Samuel 6 verse 7. Give me the New Living Translation. Just stay there. First Samuel 16. I'm sorry. My, my fault this time. First Samuel 16 verse 7. First Samuel 6. I want to show you how the heart disqualifies us. You see, a lot of people, because we can't see our hearts, we don't take care of it. Today, God wants to purge our hearts. But the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by the appearance of his height, for I have rejected him. What did he do? He's an equal son in the house of JC. He's a Jewish person. There's no reason why he should be disqualified. He was the tallest, the most handsome, and the best qualified amongst them. The Lord does, this is the reason why he was rejected. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. God, people judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Okay. Uh, change that to the message Bible. The message Bible. So when it is time for you to come forward for the healing of your heart, you will know that when a good thing comes into your office or comes to your family or comes to your marriage, may you not stand saying, I deserve to have it. And God says, on the surface of it, yes, but your heart is not right before God. You have no part in this blessing. Your heart is not right. But Samuel, but God told Samuel, 
Looks ain't everything. Don't be impressed with his looks and stature. I have, read with me, I have already eliminated him. Before you got here, I have struck out his name. Hey, Uluwa Shanufumio. In all the things that we desire, in all the things that are coming this way, may we not be eliminated in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It says God, the word is judge. God judges. L listen, don't play this game. Oh. God is a judge. Oh. God is one that lifts up one and puts another down. He's telling you the reason or the, the measure is the state of your heart before God. It says God judges persons differently than humans do. Men and women look at the face. Read the last part. God looks what? Into, not around the heart, into the heart. And God is saying, if I were to look into your heart today, you would be disqualified for a lot of things. He said, make sure they don't turn to me to be healed. But I thank God he's allowing us to turn to him to be healed this morning. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, is somebody clapping? Go ahead, clap. He said, make sure they don't turn to me so that I will, don't let them turn to me and be healed. That is the plan. And that's why God took me away, far away in Israel and started talking to me about all this. And said, go back home so that your people will not be disqualified. So that your people will not be eliminated in the year 2020 in a leap year where we should leap forward. And that's the job I am trying to do. And I'm going to need a little help from the choir. Can I tell you the, the, the problem with a lot of us is some people will bring their money to God. Some people will bring their children, but hardly anybody brings their heart to God. When last have you come to the altar to need and say, Lord, I'm bringing my heart for you. To touch my heart, to heal my heart. To turn my heart away. Sometimes you're so angry. Listen, only God can turn your heart away from the vengeance you have made up your mind you're going to carry out. So today is the day we're going to bring our hearts to God. Can I hear somebody say amen? amen? There's a song that says, Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my I want you to put your hand on your heart.
We're going to take the song one more time. I hear the Lord saying that if you will pray this prayer using this song, when I heal your heart, a lot of things will change instantly. Because the whole body is predicated on the state of the heart. Uh, I want you to put your two hands over your heart. Hey. I want you to close your eyes. You're going to feel like you're floating. Don't open your eyes. You are going to feel a sense of loss of coordination. That's the anointing working. Forget about everything. Because if the heart is bad, nothing else matters. The point of qualification or disqualification as far as God is concerned starts with the state of the heart. He said, don't allow them to turn to me so I can heal their hearts. I put to your two hands and let us sing the song from the depths of our soul. It's a prayer, it's a request. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I mighty name. You may open your eyes and be seated. And I hear the Lord saying that as you have brought your heart to me, a lot of people will find that their body is already healed as well. What kind of amen is that? Your, as your heart is being healed, it will manifest in healing in your body. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to go a little further because I'm following the instruction of the Lord. In Job chapter 9, I want to start reading from verse 4. I'm talking about when the heart is bad. You will see what God has saved us from in a year that should launch us 
into a leaping forward in many ways. I read, it says, I'm going to read from verse 4 to verse 10, but let me read verse 4 first. It says, God is wise in heart and mighty in strength. Who has hardened himself against God and prospered? He said, who is the person that has hardened his heart against God and prospered? He said, it is not possible. That's why that hardening, God has to take it out before you can be blessed. God is wise in heart and mighty in strength to resist anybody. Who has hardened himself against God and prospered? Verse 5. He removes the mountains and they do not know when he overturns them in his anger. Let's go. He shakes the earth, the earth out of its place and its pillars tremble. He commands the sun and it does not rise. He seals off the stars. He alone spreads out the heavens and tread on the waves of the sea. Hallelujah. He made the beer. He made the Orion and the Pleiades and the chambers of the south. He does great things past finding out. Yes, wonders without numbers. Who is he that will harden himself against the Lord and thinks he will prosper? Anything God is telling us right now to change, we better change it. There's an equation. You harden your heart, cancel prosperity that comes from God. This year, even as the Lord heals our hearts, we, we qualify for God's prosperity. So it is in Jesus' name. Take me to Ephesians 4 verse 23. Ephesians 4 verse 23. Ephesians 4 verse 23. The amplified version of the Bible. You can tell that I have labored so that you have such great understanding. And it talks to us and says, and we should be constantly renewed in the spirit of our mind or the spirit of our heart. Having a fresh mental and spiritual attitude. When you are healed, and this need, we need it constantly, it produces a fresh mental and spiritual attitude. Some of us, our attitude is not allowing God to open the doors of blessing for us. But that is a thing of the past in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I said it is a thing of the past in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's still in the same amplified version of the Bible. Take me to Hebrews 5 and verse 11. Hebrews 5 and verse 11. It says, concerning these, we have much to say, which is hard to explain. It's very hard to explain. Since you have become dull in your spiritual hearing. God is saying, I needed to heal you because you have become dull in your spiritual hearing. And sluggish. Even slothful in achieving spiritual sight and insight. Sight is eyes. Insight is in the heart. And that's why we need a renewing of our spirit, mind or spirit heart. Because we have become dull in our spiritual hearing. That's why we're not been getting any direction from the Lord. We have become slothful and sluggish in achieving spiritual insight. This year, you have to navigate according to the leading of the chief navigator. 
He takes us away from the valley and takes us to the mountain where we're celebrated. He takes us to a place where we're, our head is anointed with oil. Our cup begins to run over. It takes us to a place where prosperity and grace becomes the people that the things that accompany us all the days of our lives. It's not just a prayer. It has to go by an instruction that we must obey. And that's why this morning we're, we're, we're getting up to the point where we are going to receive an anointing. But based on knowledge, it says, and be constantly renewed in the spirit of your heart. So that you have a fresh mental. Someone say fresh. There are too many things that are stale. Fresh mental and spiritual attitude. And we're almost there. I want you to get ready. We're almost there. Say amen. Ezekiel 36 and verse 26. Ezekiel 36 and verse 26. Can you give me the New Living Translation? God is saying, I will give and I will give you a new heart. Some people are not receiving this one. I, I will give you a new heart. And I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart. And give you a tender, responsive heart. Why sh the shepherd likes a lamb? Because a lamb is a tender sheep. So it says, I will take out the stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. In the year Jehovah Rohi, it is your response that is the most important thing. And our response has been at best erratic. And God is saying, I will help you. Can you stand to your feet? <sighs> A new heart. Do you know every business has a heart? Do you know every marriage has a heart? Do you know every relationship has a heart? It is the state of that heart that will determine the state of that relationship. You're not hearing me. I said every business has a heart. If God gives your business a good heart, the business will start to do good. If God gives your marriage a good heart, the marriage will become sweet. The Lord says, I will give you a new heart. Why don't you lift up your hand? He says, I'll give you a tender, responsive heart. When Jehovah Rohi speaks, when he leads, we will respond gladly. Change my heart. Change, Change my heart. Can you project the song? May I be like you. Change my heart. Change my heart. Oh,
Father, we come according to the instruction of the bishop and the shepherd of our souls to present our hearts before you. That you heal our heart, O God. That you change our hearts. That you remove the stony, unforgiving part of our hearts. The mindsets that will not shift to the word of the Lord, that you remove them. And give us a heart of flesh. And give us a heart that is tender. A heart that is responsive to the leading of Jehovah Rohi. So that in this year, we will not end up wandering around life. But we will be led and be blessed. And let your name be glorified. Even the multitudes of our testimonies, let your name be glorified. Thank you for the healing, O oh God. We give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Thank you because the fundamental things that were wrong have been healed by the mercy of Christ. Thank you because the things that disqualify us from the benefits and the toys and the joys of salvation have been removed from our lives. Thank you because our heart being healed, we now have a tender heart, a forgiving heart, a kind heart, a responsive heart, an obedient heart, a heart that loves and fears God. Father, we thank you because we know that it's the matter of the heart. And that's the heart of the matter as far as God is concerned. Father, we now pray, O oh God, that haven't healed our eyes that we can see. Haven't healed our ears that we can now hear. Haven't healed our hearts that we can now respond. Father, our road will not be hard anymore. We will not be bound to a life of struggle anymore. Because the chief navigator of the universe will navigate us. He will cause us to lie down in the abundant supply of rich resources, the green pastures of the Lord. He will lead us beside still waters so that the turbulence and the tremors and the confusion of our life will give way to streams of mercy and streams of peace. We thank you, Lord, because he will restore our soul, restore our peace. Restore our total well-being in the name of the Lord Jesus. By the leading of the Lord, we will not wander around anymore. He will order our steps and bring us to our desired haven. He will cause our cup to be anointed and begin to fill up with everything that makes life sweet, even to the overflowing. He will lead us away from where we were stuck in the valleys of life and take us to the mountain top of the banquet table, whether our enemies like it or not. We will eat to our fill, and goodness and mercy, prosperity and grace will be our companions all the days of our lives. And the name of the Lord will be glorified. And we bless the Lord for this. And we give him all the praise. Thank you, Lord. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. 
Can I hear your amen if you're glad? If you're glad, can I hear your amen? Hallelujah. I want to thank you, pastors. You may take your seat.